What's up, Team Tobias? What's up, Boardman? Today we're going to be talking about AI because it's hit the fan. So AI is always in the news, especially now, especially in publishing. You know, we have Mona Awad and Paul Tremblay who are suing ChatGPT because it basically trawls the internet, mushes everything together to train itself. Tor Books is now getting pulled into it. Bramble, their romance imprint, released this book, Gothicana. I think that's how you say it, back in January 23rd. And apparently on February 6th, a TikToker by the name of Emma Skies posted a video to TikTok um, pointing out the cover was AI generated. And I couldn't see it at first, but then when you look closely, you can see it's very clearly AI generated. And in her video, she actually pulled up the two Adobe stock images. One is a rose and one is a cemetery gate. Apparently on the website, she found them. It literally says in the title of these AI generated. I didn't know she found them. Yes, I didn't know either, but one of our listeners sent me a Publishers Weekly article where it talks about that she found them. I was Um, just pulling up the article because I hadn't hadn't had a chance to read all of it yet. So so she said, we cannot allow AI-generated anything to infiltrate creative spaces because they are not going to just stop at covers. And the video so far, as of the 21st, this month, February 21st, garnered more than 64,000 views. And the AI-generated images have garnered more than 300,000 views and 35,000 likes. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy in of itself. And apparently, this is not the first time Tor has faced criticism for this. I didn't know about this, and I probably should have because it wasn't that long ago. It looks like it was in 2022 that they used an AI cover for Christopher Paolini's sci-fi thriller, Fractal Noise. Mm -hmm. And he's the author who wrote Aragon when he was like 16 years old. People called them out for using the AI assets that were created using Midjourney, which is, you know, an AI software and so people review bombed the book that's the go-to tactic so tor actually came out and addressed that one the christopher paolini i hope i'm saying his name right um they said during the process of creating this cover we licensed an image from a reputable stock house we were not aware that the image may have been created by ar our Our AI, I'm stupid, our in-house designer used the licensed image to create the cover, which was presented to Christopher for approval. Despite the call-outs, Tor went ahead with the cover due to publication constraints. Uh, I have thoughts on that. Uh, Even award-winning illustrator Prung Le Gwen, I hope I'm saying that right because I can't, you know, pronounce words, and and I have you know, talked about that. She said, I might not be able to judge a book by its cover, but I sure as hell 
will judge its publisher. To what Emma Skies was saying, that it won't just stop at covers. Do you think the danger in using AI, and if we rely on AI too much, is exactly what she's afraid of? that this is going to lead to AI written material. And it has, it actually has. When ChatGPT first launched, um, I remember this, I saw it on Twitter, Asimov's Science Fiction, the literary magazine, Mm -hmm. they got hundreds more story submissions every month. Usually they got like 700. Then it bumped up to a thousand. And the editor started to notice she received the same story, The Last Hope. She received it, passed on it, didn't think anything of it. Received it a few days later from a different author and a different email. And then over the month, received at least 30 copies of the same story from different authors and different emails. Hmm. Exact same story. Wow. wow. So, I mean, obviously it was AI generated. And I'm curious what your thoughts are about AI covers versus AI in publishing. And it seems like that people are so against AI covers, but that it'll lead to Skynet, you know, from Terminator. There are a couple of thoughts I have. I think it's not only AI covers being a slippery slope into AI-generated written content. But I think for those of us who work in illustrated work as well, with graphic novels, you've got that. That's a real concern working with uh, the illustrations and graphic novels. I think there's a copyright issue. I wish Jackie were here today to talk about that. um, I do think there are copyright issues. If you have an AI generated cover, uh, I don't believe it's covered by copyright, the cover. I didn't remember that. The other thing that I think could be a pro- I mean, I'd love to hear you, what you guys think think about that, but do you work it into your contracts with your with your clients? I, I believe the last contract or two that we've got, we had I always get cover consultation for my clients, but I believe the last couple we've actually made sure the AI clause covers their book covers. Covers their covers. Um, anyway, so I I wrote down in my notes when I was scripting the episode, I sold to Tor Nightfire a bunch of times. We've Mm. gone through a bunch of covers. I have a number of clients there. I love the people there. I know the marketing, publicity, whatever. And I've never had anyone suggest AI. It's always been by cover artists. Yeah. And Johnny Compton's The Spite House. The cover is gorgeous. People have said the cover is gorgeous. It's one of the big draws of the publisher, Nightfire, that they have gorgeous covers. They just released another book. My assistant, Denai, sent over the tweet. Um, I'll post it in the screen that there's a new cover that came out from Tour Nightfire that people are suggesting it's AI. I think they're just accusing it because of the climate right now. But Anne, you mentioned it looked like it had too many teeth. If you look at that picture, if you zoom in and just look at the smile, sure. there's way too many teeth in that picture. Now, 
Now, I, I will say, I don't know what what it is that it's trying to descript. Is this a, a, is this an alien character that it's that it's showing on the cover? I don't know. I haven't even actually gotten a chance to read the blurb about the book. So I don't know what the book is actually about. So then maybe, but if that's supposed to be a human, like that's some Jaws action going on there on that mouth. I hate to say I did zoom in and did see it is the mouth is full of teeth. But funny, like, I, I just I, I have a hard time believing Tor Nightfire, you know, Nightfire, I don't know about Bramble, is using AI because I, I've gone through covers with them. Yeah, in the PW article, too, it says that there was a controversy over the UK paperback edition of Sarah J. Moss's House of Earth and Blood, which credited Adobe stock for the illustration of a wolf on its cover but that wolf was ai generated and that they claimed that their in-house design team was unaware that the licensed image had been created by ai i mean i think that's that's the issue right it's just you have to go back and then farther back and then farther back with a lot of these stock issues um it's interesting and i wonder if there should be and i don't know how this could be a law because it seems pretty extreme to make a law about this that these stock images are identified as AI because publishers use stock images all the time without crossing into the AI area. You know, that's the go-to nowadays. You look in the copyright page of any book and you'll see stock image, cover image, and someone made that, but I think it would really be helpful and the right thing to do is to identify which one was AI, which isn't. And in this case, uh, for Bramble, the titles were marked AI-generated. So there was um, no way of, of not knowing. No, they knew. And this is going to sound really wrong. The Gothicana was originally self-published, I think, in 2019. So the author, as far as I know, is coming from the indie self-publishing world. And I represent self-publishers, fantastic artists. Many of them are so against AI. I have a client who self-publishes, makes tons of money doing it. I wish I could get a cut of that money. But in the audiobook contracts, when we sell the audiobooks, it's very clear, no AI. So I, I wonder if the book, having been self-published, has anything to do with the use of AI, because I, I think the author would have to agree. I cannot imagine the author didn't know. And I know some indie authors are okay with AI. RWA, the National Conference, just released a schedule of courses, and one of them was using AI in your writing. Right. But the question would be then, you know, before we throw this poor author under the bus, right? I don't like, know. I don't want to throw right? the author like, under we're, the bus. We don't know if she had cover consultation in there. We don't know if she had anything. I I have had situations where publishers are just like, here's your cover and True. that's it. So True. not generally with, with what my clients have, but I've personally experienced it. So like they just, they'll say to you, here's your cover. And if you don't like it, then, you know, sucks to suck. So did she have any say in that cover whatsoever. Now, the other question I think would be, you know, did the did the publisher think that they could maybe cut costs because it had already been 
published. And so they were trying to keep their, their budget for re-releasing it as low as possible because it had already been published. And so basically they're just trying to now capture all of those readers who hadn't already published the book or bought the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in my notes, I put down, I, you know, I, I come from somewhat of a business background and I mean, publishers are evil conglomerates. So I'm sure production, big wigs, they're all trying to save money. So using AI is just a lot cheaper. Well, I'm sure that's a leading reason. It all comes down to money. So it all comes down to money. Yeah. It's a lot easier to pay a machine than it is to pay a person because a person true, has true. to pay bills. Yeah. So we, we've sold to Bramble, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we and, have. And is it in our contract? Because I'm pretty sure in art contracts, there's no AI. You can't use AI for covers or for training. I, I'd i have to go back through to read. I know that we had a conversation about it with the publisher um, at the time of the contract, that we definitely wanted that language in there. I do know for 100% sure that we have cover consultation with them yes. um, in regards to it. But I don't know if the publisher itself at that time had taken a stance and was willing to insert any sort of one way or the other AI information into their contract. So um, I would have to go back and look. And we've had to fight tooth and nail with publishers over inserting that language. I know Natasha was in a knife fight with a publisher over it with lawyers going back and forth and, you know, zombies Kelly's being raised. experience with that as well. Yeah, it's it can take months to get that stuff ironed out. And then that goes to what uh azimovs was facing ai generated stories and I, I i think about hemingway i mean could ai have popped out hemingway obviously not if you read some of the stuff that ai is doing now yeah that's, <laughs> and, that editor azimov was saying you know now she can spot ai generated stuff in the first few words and that sounds ridiculous but it's not. I mean, AI is the stuff it writes is so bizarrely, obviously inhuman that you can spot it a mile away. And I think same with covers. The closer you look, mm -hmm. the more easily you can detect it. And it makes me wonder why use it then if it's so obvious and so it feels like, you know, a cheap placeholder. Well, I think you said it before. It's cost. It's a cost issue. And I think everything on the business side of publishing comes down to that bottom line. You know, I think I think a few more books that get called out and canceled due to their covers, and that's going to be hitting publishers in the wallet, um, and they'll, they'll start paying attention more to the cover issue. Who needs to take a stance, and maybe that would this would help, publishers make their decision to take a stance as bookstores. And if bookstores Ooh. decide to refuse to take covers or books that have covers that have been, or books that have been written by AI, then that is going to force publishers into making a decision and taking a stance one way or the other. Because remember at the end of the day, the reader is not the publisher's intended audience. The bookstore is, that is who their customer is. And if their customer refuses to buy their product, then they are going to have to make a decision. Yeah, so true. It's a good question though, right? Because like we talk about NA all the time, new adult, right? Yes. And why new adult didn't take off? New adult didn't take off, not because publishers didn't want new adult, but because bookstore says, well, I don't have a shelf for it. Right. Right? 
So they're like, why, why do I want, I'm not going to make a whole new section for this, this thing. Like just, just make it fit where I have a section already. So if they say, listen, you're, you're, this cover was obviously made by ARR and we can't have that displayed in our store. So we're not going to buy any of your books. Then publisher is going to take a notice. I think when organizations like the ABA, if they make a statement and their members adhere to that, um, you know, I'm sure that the Authors Guild has made statements, same with AALA for agents. I mean, it's a lot of it's just awareness. So I, I wonder if it'll go the way of NFTs, because when NFTs first hit, everyone was all gaga for them. Publishers were like, we're not giving them up. We're not giving them up. Those were knife fights to do yeah. anything with NFTs. And people kind of realized they were farts in the wind and they were a nothing. You mean, you mean they don't mean anything? Yeah, exactly. You know what it is. Yeah, see? Sarcasm. I get it. That's that new thing. Yeah. But <laughs> I think AI is here to stay. I think how we use it and how it's being accepted in using it is going to vastly change. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the audience of whoever is the intended for whatever the consumption is, of, if that makes sense. So like movies, right? Like the audience, is the audience willing to go with it? Are the movie theaters willing to go with it, right? To to show the movie if it's all just CGI, not actual humans, no voiceover, just completely anim like audio, like what AI, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Well, and I, I do think there's, a, there's possibly some legal issues that could come up in some lawsuits too. If huh? your cover is not copyright cover, you know, copyrighted and somebody uses that with your title and your name on it. I think there's some fair use though. That's already there with covers because like, be. for example, I don't need permission to post one of your author's books on my website saying, hey, you should read this book. Like, I didn't have to go to you. I didn't have to go to the author. I didn't have to go to the publisher. I didn't have to go anywhere. If I have a blog and I'm talking about books, the I think if you brought the this the whatever gothic Hana, like she didn't need to go to the publisher and be like, hey, can I talk about this cover on my blog she just can show up because there's there's this fair use right but what if they took your cover your title and changed the name on it to theirs again it's it's there are lots of covers that are very similar to each other so and and especially if you're using stock photos there's no guarantee that's that true it, so final thoughts about ai uh my client has an amazing ai art t-shirt that he's selling <laughs> As in the art was made by AI? No, it says AI art victim, and he's selling them. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. Yeah, because he's an artist. So I also think that there's programs that you can use if, if creators are out there and they're worried about their art being stolen. There are programs that are, that are available to help you basically poison your art. So if a AI tries to steal it, it will basically corrupt its own coding and won't be able to take your art. Everyone should get that. Final thoughts, Kelly? No, just trying to think for our clients. Takeaway for writers is when you do have a, a contract, try to get that language in that contract. I think the other takeaway is to support real authors and artists however you can, however that means to you. 
So if that means making sure they're getting credited for their work, but also getting paid for their work. So, and if any booksellers are out there, if you want to start boycotting those AI generated covers, like I don't think a lot of authors and artists are going to be mad at you. So maybe we could, maybe we can use you. And why don't you take us out? That is Lane Haymont and Kelly Dykstrahouse and me, Anne Rose. And we are here with The Literary Lens. So like, subscribe, buy a copy of my next book, The Seemingly Impossible Love Life of Amanda Dean, since he's making me do this outro. I'm just going to go ahead and self-promote. And um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and tune in to us next time. If you have a topic you'd like to have us talk about, post a comment below. We'd love to hear about it. We'd also love to hear about your thoughts about AI.